Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to How I Make Money, the yeah. show where we interview ordinary people with unorthodox careers making extraordinary income. And this is my friend Michael Sartain, today's guest, host of the Michael Sartain podcast, founder of the MOA Manufacturing Mentoring Program, host of every elite red carpet party and bikini competition on the West Coast. He's also my mentor. He's also a former U.S. Air Force uh, officer. And considering how often he debates flat earthers, I would say he's also an educationalist. <laughs> <laughs> an ac academician. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Welcome to the show, Michael. I appreciate it, man. For uh, sure. So we already talked about this, I think, but you're the inspiration for why I started this podcast. Okay. Um, and you had a huge impact on my life. So having you as my fifth guest, it's insane. Mm. I'm, I'm, I really appreciate you yeah, being on course. here. So on this show, Michael, we talk about three things. How to make money, how to invest money, and how to give away to charity. And yeah. you do all three very well. And with investing money, because you're a performance coach, as we just, you just mentioned, we really want to talk about how to invest in yourself, yeah. right? Especially how to build your status. Mm. Uh, but before we get into you, your business, your eight-figure business now, who is Michael Sartain? Man, uh, it depends on, on who you need me, uh, like who you're asking, right? Yeah. So if you're asking the guys at Continental Financial Capital, I'm a quantitative analyst. Yeah. And if you're asking the guys at the 19th Air Refueling Group, I'm an instructor navigator. And if you're asking the, the people at Expose, uh, Expose Cabaret on uh, Congress Avenue in Austin, Texas, I'm a manager and a DJ. <laughs> if you're asking uh, the, uh, the people from Swimsuit USA, I'm your host and the recruiter. Uh, and if you're asking the people from Men of Action, I'm, a, I'm the head coach, right? I'm yeah. the CEO and the head coach. There's so many different things, man. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know even how to explain it anymore. I think my overall philosophy is that as men, we have to become useful. We do like the, the, none of us are special. So I try to do as many, if you look at all the things I do, I'm useful to other people. Mm -hmm. I don't think people love me cause I'm special. There's a few people who definitely love me. Yeah. There's very close to me. My family loves me. Well, but I, love you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but like, especially, essentially, you know, I love what Justin Waller says. It goes, I, I don't want to be friends if we can't make money together. And mm -hmm. Justin Waller and I make money together. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why that works out so well. I love the fact that I can be useful to a lot of people in a lot of things. So I try to be as useful as possible. Again, hairless murder apes. We're back to this whole thing again. You're not a special snowflake, especially if you're a man. If yeah. you're an incredibly attractive woman, woman, your life is going to seem like you're a special snowflake. You're just yeah. going to get treated differently. If you're a famous athlete, uh, if you're an incredibly good looking dude, or if you're like um, a famous actor, some performer, something like that, you're also going to get treated like a celebrity. You're going to get treated like you're a special snowflake. For most men, you're not going to get treated like a special snow snowflake. So you have to understand very quickly to become useful. So if you look at all those things, quantitative analyst, so I, I, I'm a stock, stock option specialist. That's what I did to make a living pretty much from 2013 to 2020. That's what I did. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty outrageous returns. It was a really, really great gig. I still do it now. It's mm -hmm. just not my main source of income. Um, and then, you know, when you when it came to the coaching thing, it was like, I could see how I could be useful to a lot of people. Um, when it, when these other charity events, I'm like, well, can I bring 70 female influencers and I'll be the host and I'll film it. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. And you don't have, you don't owe me any money. And I learned that from Dan Fleischman. Dan Fleischman does favors for people and, uh, and asks for nothing in return. So, so I, the best way, if you were going to describe it is like useful. If you were going to describe me in one word is useful. If you were going to say, what is the ethos of my program? Uh, excellence for, uh, integrity first service before self and excellence in all we do. Mm -hmm. It's the Air Force credo. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I will not lie, cheat, or steal, nor will I tolerate anyone amongst us who does, right? The cadet code of conduct from the U.S. military. That's what I would say we are. But like, what do we do? We are useful, right? We status is status is status. And we show status 
especially to females through competency and access to scarce resources. And how do we know about this? We know about this anecdotally from watching people who have a lot of status, from watching men who are incredibly successful with women, from watching men who are incredibly successful at networking, incredibly successful at building businesses. And most of all, we learn about it from reading books on evolutionary psychology. And so that's, I mean, if you were to describe it, that would be the, the description of the program that we have. Useful. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So Michael, you mentioned your program, the MON. Full yeah. disclosure, I'm a member of MON. Yeah. Um, and you started this program in 2020. Yeah. And today it's- Hold on. Has Ashkan called you? They want you to be a, an emerging yes. coach. Yeah. Okay. They call so me. They, actually, yeah. yeah. So we were going to ask, we were going to ask Billy to be a coach yeah. for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, yes. Yeah. Um, so, so Michael, um, so you started this program in 2020. That's three years ago. Mm-hmm. And what was your top line last month? Because the program's really grown. Um, so I have to caveat this. Yeah. So my top line, the last month we had a Facebook account yeah. was 540. Wow. Okay. The top line, and we can consistently do 500, 5600. Five, wow. Yeah. The, the last time was 412 because we lost our Facebook account. For those of you who don't know, so uh, we did not someone's fault. Please, this is, is a, another great piece of information. Uh, two-factor authentication on everything. We mm-hmm. had, it wasn't that we had two-factor authentication on the Facebook account, but there was an, an attached account that got into the Facebook account. Once we got that, we had to shut it down externally. We got, contacted a rep. They eventually said, okay, we'll give your account back at some point. Mm-hmm. Getting the account back, there's a limit to how much you can spend. And so Facebook and Instagram are our main source of advertising. We still do Google ads. They're not, they don't do very well. We do YouTube ads. They do better. We do TikTok ads, but because we don't have a low ticket offer, TikTok ads don't work very well. Yeah. So Facebook and Instagram are our main thing. So I'd say a good third of our revenue went away when um, when we lost our Facebook account during that one month period. Yeah, but I would say five forty is a five fifty is but a good is a pretty average month for us. Going right from now. zero per month to yeah. five forty per month that's that's pretty insane. So, so to be fair, I built a brand for for fifteen years before yeah. that. So our first months we were doing hundred k. Oh wow! Yeah. So from from the gate we were wow. Yeah, because so, people have been asking me to make a product for over a decade. Yeah, so that's actually my next question, yeah. right? Like, why did you start MOA and why why are you the right person to fix a problem for this niche? Let me ask the second question first. So, so the thing is, yeah. if you were to ask, say, do I love Jocko Willick and his, his, his information on leadership? Jocko Willick is another person I would love to get on his show. Incredibly, I look up to him very much. Goggins also. But Jocko Willick more for leadership. Goggins more for obsession and determination, motivation. So, uh, uh, Willick is my favorite because he, he, Will, Willnick, sorry. He takes uh, understanding from his time with the SEAL teams and he brings it into business. Yeah. Cannot recommend him enough. Two of the greatest books I've ever read on leadership. Another great book I read on lead, read, leadership is Gates of Fire. It's required reading in the U.S. Marine Corps. And it has to do with King Leonidas and King, Thermo, uh, King um, Xerxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Battle of Thermopylae, 483 BC. And it talks about how Leonidas, if something needed to get done, King Leonidas would go and do it himself. He led from the front uh-huh. and King Xerxes led from the rear and how those two things are different. Marines lead from the front. I'm an Air Force officer. We lead from the front too, but it's different because we're flying airplanes. Yeah. Um, but the, so the leadership study, so just take this whole leadership study. It's not super sexy. The get money part of self-help is way more lucrative than this part. Tony Robbins doesn't do a lot of the leadership stuff. Mm-hmm. This is more of a Jocko Willick space. So it's a narrow space. And I'm in this, I would consider myself in the leadership, teach leadership space. Now, does Jocko Willick have a dating course? No. He does not. What if Jocko Willick had a dating course? What would it look like? Something very similar to MOA. Yes, it would look like an MOA. Yeah. Now, Except we'll be doing a lot more burpees, I think. Yeah, we do. Exactly. <laughs> 
Now, I want you to consider hardcore pickup guys, right? Mm -hmm. Their courses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when they were doing the stuff that they were doing, a lot of it got really out of hand, creepy, somewhat misogynistic. I agree that was misogynistic. Way, way too much shit, right? Mm -hmm. uh, also, they made three massive mistakes. I've mentioned this before. They don't teach you to be friends with women. Being friends with women is the greatest way to meet women. If, go, if you don't believe me, stop what you're doing. Talk to the five most attractive women you know. Forget about whether or not they have boyfriends or not. Ask them about the last five guys they've had sex with. So that should be 25 data points right there. Mm -hmm. And what you're going to get is 20 of the 25 data points are going to be, I met him through a female friend mm -hmm. and the last five are going to be Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, women introduce women, the hottest women you've ever seen, the guys they date or they're introduced to them by other women. This is a fact in the 80 percentile. That's about how often it is. So pick up, got three things wrong. Number one, they didn't teach men to be friends with women. Number two, they didn't, they don't teach logistics at all. If mm -hmm. you live in your mom's basement, they're like, well, then just get better at game and just bring girls to your mom's basement. Logistics are everything. And number three, they were way behind the curve on social media. I can show you some of the best pickup coaches in the world or most lucrative pickup coaches in the world and their social media is garbage. So those three things they messed up on, right? Mm -hmm. So now let's just take that whole, let, here's how we get women, relationships, okay? Do they teach leadership? No. If they taught leadership, what would it look like? It would look a lot like MOA. Yeah, correct. So I found this, this void in the middle yeah. where it's like pickup was trying to teach men how to talk so you looked high status. Yeah. Leadership was men who were very high status, but were only concerned with like being leaders and not learning how to network. And then let's take the third, the third component, which is Dan Fleischman. Dan Fleischman up until recently didn't really have a program that he taught. Yeah. If Dan Fleischman, if I was going to say what the, is he, I can't think of anyone more connected than him. Like seriously, like oh, yeah. he, he is talking like, like presidential chief of staff level of connected. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. guy is incredibly connected. Yeah. He, just like G, young Jesus says, I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Uh, Dan Fleischman is your favorite influencer's favorite influencer. Yeah. Okay. Dan Fleischman is, is the most connected dude, but he doesn't teach a course on it, on what he does. Mm -hmm. And if you, and I'm sure he will at some point, but like, if you look at it, what does he do? He, I'm going to connect these people. Yeah. And then I'm going to do favors for all of them and ask for nothing in return. Yeah. Jocko doesn't teach that. The pickup guys don't teach that. No. Dan doesn't teach leadership and Dan doesn't really teach dating. Mm -hmm. What if there was a course that taught how to be good with women, how to network and leadership? Yeah. That's what MOA is. I, I don't have any competitors. I really don't have any competitors. I just found these three places where I was where I was elite at. I would say us without using money, without using money, without using money or celebrity, me and the guys in MOA are better at getting large groups of women to come to events than anyone 100%. in the world. Let me say it again. Without using money and without using celebrity, none of us are celebrities and none of us spend money on to do this. We're better at getting 100 girls to show up to a party, 300 girls to show up to a party, going to a party where it's seven girls to every guy. We're better at teaching this and creating this than anyone in the world. And instead of pretending to talk like the men that these women would be attracted to were actually those men, that's mm -hmm. the leadership component. And we want to use, uh, the, one of the ways I like to describe MOA is I want to be the guy that you get your job through, the guy that you meet your girlfriend through, the guy you meet your mentors through, the guy you come to when you want a book recommendation, the guy you come to when you want a restaurant recommendation, the guy you come to when you want a vacation recommendation, the guy you come to when you want to, you know, get a, a new sponsor for your, your company, the guy you come to when you want a new uh, vendor. When I say vendor, I mean like W9, like a guy mm -hmm. to do your vi video recording or, mm -hmm. you know, your, your clips, your clips channel. Mm -hmm. I want to be the guy you all come to 
for that. And every guy in my program becomes that, that hub in the wheel of his network. Mm -hmm. That's what I teach in my program. So that's what makes it so unique. And in doing so, Grant talked Grant, one of my partners, he talks to me about it all this time. It's like, we have a, what's called a blue, blue ocean because we don't have competitors. There's no one who competes. I'm specific. I know I've said the word dating several times. This is not a dating course. So specifically, I don't compete with those guys. I don't mm -hmm. compete with pickup artists. And I don't compete with Jocko Willick because what Jocko is doing very different. He's doing like C-suite level, executive level coaching for, um, for leadership mm -hmm, studies, right? Mm -hmm. And Dan Fleischman doesn't do exactly... Dan Fleischman, where we cross over is the charity events and the networking. Mm -hmm. And so the three of those things put together, that's what my course is. And because no one does those three things, we have a blue ocean, meaning we don't have any competition. Yeah. Some At some point we will. I can see a couple of guys trying to get into the, this space that I've created. But the problem is the guys that I see trying to get into it, they're all PUAs. And that's bad because they, yeah. they this is not the right space for them. So they just have they're one of the three. They're coming, yeah. but they're coming from the wrong place. Yeah. It would Again, the best example would be if Jocko Willick taught a dating course. That's what it would look like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> So, so Michael, MO is, of course, it's really successful as a business, right? Yeah. Um, and you, you mentioned, like, for anyone who's looking to be a coach, coaching is a very high margin business. Yeah. So, but you built your expertise before that for other reasons. You just wanted to be, yeah. you wanted to have these three attributes in your life. So you took that as a brand and that's what you built your course on. Yeah. Right. So for someone starting out who wants to be a coach because it's a high margin, what would be your advice be to, to them? Uh, you know, I mean, some level of expertise and mm -hmm. like, you're going to get to a point where you have a, so these are two things. Here's your level of expertise. And then here's your ability to sell and, and persuade. Mm -hmm. If your ability to sell and persuade is here and your level of expertise is here, you are a scam artist. And there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Some guys are just born extroverted and they're really good at this. Uh, you see them very often. They sell Forex products and NFTs. A lot of them are getting into solar now. So this is the, this this area right here. Not everyone in solar. A lot of guys in solar are legit. Most most guys in solar are legit. Most guys in, in Forex are not legit. Then you see these guys who are incredibly competent. These guys might even have a PhD in what they're doing, but they don't know how to sell what they're doing. David Buss tried to do a, a, a dating course. He was like a, a, a correspondent or on a dating course. And I don't think it did any revenue at all. Uh -huh. I, I haven't, I don't know a single person who's taken it. Uh-huh which is why he's doing a, he's writing a book now with Chris Williamson, which I think that book will probably have a core, uh, a corresponding course to go along with it. Uh -huh. That will, that'll do a hundred million dollars. Yeah. It's David Buss and Chris Williamson together, market yeah. it correctly. will do a hundred. If I, if I was running it, it would do a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, so those are the two, those are the two different things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so what you want is enough competency enough competency. It doesn't have to be expert level competency. I know like it, eventually you want to get to that place yeah. and then your ability to sell it needs to be, so like I'd say competency needs to be like at a four or a five and then your ability to sell it needs to be like at a seven or an eight. Oh wow. That again, sounds super fake, doesn't it? But yeah. we talked about this. Yeah. The world is fake. Yeah. If you, your ability to sell is more important than the product. And it, it was a hard thing to, for me to learn because I didn't know how to sell and never had help, uh, hired a sales team. Uh -huh. My partners were my sales team uh -huh. initially. And I didn't understand how hard their job was, no matter how much I, no matter how much I provided, it didn't make yeah. any difference. Now, there are a couple exceptions. Like, I think Alex Hermosi has built such an amazing brand that he probably doesn't need the most skillful salesman. A lot yeah. he probably, I would say he probably as a percentage gets a lot of laydowns. Yeah. Like I want him to be Alex Hermosi. I also would say Mr. Beast, right? Like he's doing he's in consumable product consumable products though. Who? Mr. Beast, the YouTuber. Yeah. 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 But with a huge, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't need a sales team. Yeah. Uh, Wes Watson is doing 3 million a year in revenue yeah. and he doesn't have a sales team. 
he does everything through text messaging and then he has like group coaching calls. Yeah. But he also is the, in the, so he's in fitness, but technically he's in the make money uh, area. Yeah. He teaches his guys how to make money. If you're in the make money area, that is the golden goose. Because the thing about the make money area is you can charge insanely high prices. Mm -hmm. If you can show a guy that you can make him 100K a month, then you can charge him 50K a month. Mm -hmm. That's what's so crazy about the make money yeah. thing. Like I was at uh, the Apex, uh, the Apex group, the one that um, uh, uh, Ryan Steumann has. Uh -huh. And um, for Apex, it was 48,000 a year. Oh, wow. And the room was full of guys who paid 48,000, full of people who paid 48,000 yeah. a year. For some people, that sounds like a big deal. And then you meet Dan Fleischman and his mastermind's 100K 100, yeah. a year. And you're just like, holy crap, man. So if yeah. you're in the make money space, yeah. you have a lot of competition. Your competition has a bigger brand than you. And it could be Sean Whalen or Clever Investor or Brad Lee or any of those guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I'll put Wes Watson in that group because mm -hmm. Wes Watson, even though he's a fitness influencer, he's still in the make money category. Mm -hmm. I don't call it finance. I call it make money. Mm -hmm. Teaching you how to make money, right? Uh, Robert Kiyosaki's in the make money. By the way, his uh, his interview, my interview with Robert Kiyosaki comes out in a couple of days. Actually, I, I might come out tomorrow. I got to go back and check. Mm -hmm. But like the make money interview, the make money ideal, mm -hmm. that's a big, that's really important to understand. That'll help you. What I did was I picked a, a niche that was niche that was not quite in that same space. You can make money from this. Mm -hmm. Like what you've learned from me, you now have a podcast that can definitely make you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But it's not specifically that. And we don't guarantee those returns because yeah. I'm in a different space. And so me just putting myself in this different space and not picking fights with these other people or trying to compete with these other people. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was watching this recording the other day. Wes Watson was like, somebody was asking Wes Watson about girls and they're like, you need to follow Michael Sartain, right? And I was like, that's what I want. And yeah. I'll tell you, tell you something right now. If you wanted to learn how to start your own business, Alex, or start your own gym, while, or start your own fitness business, while I definitely think Alex Ramosi knows a ton, and I definitely recommend reading The $100 Million Offer, yeah. Wes Watson, I think, is a lot more available, yeah. and I think could probably help you a lot more, just because he's more attainable, if that makes yeah. any sense, yeah. than Hermosi is right now. Hermosi's vehicle is also different now. Huh? His vehicle of leverage, that's yeah. what he talks about. He changed from gyms to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for me, I would rather have a guy who's 50% of the way there and can still talk to me. It's almost like when you go, if you guys ever go to a nightclub or regularly, I've been going to like Access for 10 years. When you go to Access and you know the GM there, it's Alvin Yee. If you know the GM, it's helpful, but he, the GM can't come get you at the door yeah. and get your friends in. You kind of need to know people that are a little further down who can get you in the door because yeah. the GM's too busy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're trying to get a job at Tesla, it actually might be better to know the department heads than to know Elon Musk. Yeah. So it's, it's one of these weird things where it's like, you need to know in, in different in industries, you need to know d people at different levels. Yeah. And for me personally, like the idea of me getting taught how to do social media by Gary Vaynerchuk, he's too busy. Yeah. I'd rather get to know how to learn social media for somebody who's still killing it, but yeah. not quite there. So there there's a level of attainability. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk builds the brand though for Vayner, Vaynerchuk Media. Yeah. So the brand is there. The trust is in the brand. But uh, most likely, if you get with them, you're not going to do four hours a week with Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah. right? You're going to probably have a sales rep who learned from Gary. Yeah. And that person is is kind of your intermediary. Yeah. I'm still at the place now where I do, you know, 20 plus one-on-ones a week. And then I do 11 hours of coaching wow. every week with my group calls. So, and I'm going to keep doing that for a while. I haven't priced yeah. myself out of it. And I will do that. So if you join MOA now, you're going to get... It doesn't make any difference. Like if you thought there was a better coach in this space than me, which there isn't because there is no one else in the space, yeah. then the, the thing is that coach, can they give you the level of attention that I can give you? And that's mm -hmm. really hard to do. 
It would take yeah. you your whole life to get through all our content. Yeah. Especially the Q and A's. Yeah. The the group calls we do. Yeah. That's, the that's, yelling that, sessions. That, dude, yeah. that's that's yeah. nine hours a week. Yeah. For two years that we put in there. Yeah. You're never gonna get through all of it. Yeah. I used to joke with Grant Miguel, if I got hit by a bus, you guys wouldn't know about it for two years with all the content <laughs> we put out. Yeah, yeah, you should have enough content for two years. Sean Kelly's doing that right now. Sean Kelly has a podcast. Uh, he does like these 30-minute episodes uh -huh. and he's like five months ahead or some shit like that. Some crazy number. Like, dude, I did an interview with you three months ago. Where's the interview? It's like, it's not up yet. It's like too far down in the yeah. queue. Uh, Bradley's like that too. You'll do an interview with Bradley. It won't come out for five months. Oh, wow. Because he's so far ahead. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I'm like yeah. three episodes ahead, maybe. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, yeah, there's the, the that as far as the the making money space, like yeah. what you said before, that's the that's the golden goose. Yeah. The fitness space is a really good one, but you're competing with a lot of other fitness people. And also with the fitness space, it's like, here's the real problem with the fitness space uh -huh. is that guys are gonna be enhanced that you're competing with. Yeah. And so you have you have really great six pack abs. You did you followed your macros. You can show cool before and after pictures. But some dude who's roided up is just going to get more views on yeah, YouTube. 100%. And YouTube doesn't have a terms of service to where they block roided up bodies. Yeah. If YouTube did that, if YouTube actually had TOS where like this guy looks like he's saying like these traps look too big, we can't show. <laughs> then you'd have a chance as a natural bodybuilder. Yeah. But you don't have a chance. Yeah. You really don't. So that's what makes it kind of difficult. But Michael, you're talking about spaces to get into. Yeah. But wouldn't you recommend like finding the right niche or would you recommend finding the right space? Uh, so niche right. where your yeah. competency yeah. is. Um, you, need, you, you need to find your competency. I would put that ahead of other things. Because okay. even when Alex Hermosi got into the gym space, yeah. there were a lot of other people in the gym space. Yeah. So, but he's just better than other people. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I, there's no correct answer for this. Like if you legitimately can go out, uh, Zerka, he was like, I go out and I would just pick up girls and like, they'd come home with me in like 30 yeah. seconds. And I never had a girl shoot me down like ever that one time. If that's true, then Zerka needs to be a pickup coach. Like, yeah. I don't care what, if that, that space is totally flooded. Yeah. But if that's true, then that's what Zerka needs to do. If you're a dude, like I would do not recommend guys get into OnlyFans management right yeah. now. That is so, such a saturated industry. Yeah. And real but, estate too. Yeah. But if you yeah. are a person yeah. who legit has like, you just hang, you've dated like 50 super hot girls and you've got a whole bunch of super hot female friends that all have OF and yeah. they just trust you and you happen to, you know, know some things about the algorithm, then maybe yeah. you are the guy who needs to get into the OnlyFans yeah. management agency. Um, for most people, I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend getting into NFTs now. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend getting into real estate now. Something like, I want to say somewhere between 15 to 25% of, yeah. of all real estate licenses sell 100 or like 95% of yeah. all houses, which means 75% of real estate never licenses sell never sell a single house. Yeah. It, that, that number may be wrong. It may be 85%. Yeah. It's some outrageous number. I know a bunch. Yeah. It's just in Vegas. It's yeah. just outrageous number yeah. because you have to really put yourself in there because- yeah. It's so funny because these people want to sell real estate, but they would never sell cars. Yeah. It's like selling cars is beneath them. No, I would go sell cars. Yeah. Like I would sell cars before I tried to sell real estate. You can get that job way easier. Yeah. Your, 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 um, your clientele comes to you. You know what I'm saying? But they don't want to because being a car salesman is looked down on. Being a real estate agent is looked up on. Yeah. But like learn how to sell some other stuff and just getting into sales in general. Yeah. That's the other niche. There's there's all the niches and then there's the sales niche. The other one is teaching guys how to become closers. Holy crap, that crap, that's a good lead. That is yeah. a really good industry. Yes. Um, and you know what? I don't think that's flooded either. I really don't think teaching guys how to be closers is a flooded space. I think Cole is really good at it. Um, obviously, Closer Academy with uh Bradley, um, uh, what's his name? Um Wolf of Wall Street. 
Jordan Belfort. Jordan Belfort. Yeah, he does yeah. that. Like there's a, co- like teaching guys, yeah. for those of you who don't understand, teaching sales, we say teaching guys how to be closers, mm-hmm. high ticket closers is sort of like the golden goose, right? Uh-huh. All my, like in some businesses, your closers all together are worth more than your coaches, right? Uh-huh. I would yeah. say that probably. Yeah. I think with me, it's a little different because my brand does bring in a lot of revenue, yeah. but the closers are like, I remember when uh, Emmett Smith won his first rushing title with the Dallas Cowboys, he uh-huh. bought all of the offensive linemen Rolex watches. That's what my closers are. My closers yeah. are the offensive linemen uh-huh. for me. They're that important. Yeah. All of them together. So, you know, that that's that's another issue uh, when, it, when it comes to it. But as far as the expertise, the answer is both. The answer yeah. is you either need to find a huge multi-billion dollar niche and become an expert at that, which is going to be harder. Yeah. Or you can find a smaller niche where you're not going to be able to make as much money but you can figure out a way to get into it really quick. I found one because it splits between leadership, networking, and uh-huh. dating. Those three niches have massive amounts of potential as far as revenue. Yeah. And, and I'm good at all three. Yeah. Like I'm, a, I'm elite at all three. If you don't think I'm elite at all three, go take some time. Look at my Instagram right now. Um, you know, and, and the other thing is having Fleischman and Ty Lopez asked me to come speak at their events. Yeah. It's incredibly flattering, but yeah. it also shows that I'm doing what I say I'm doing. It's irrefutable. Yeah, it's irrefutable. That, that's what I'm doing when I'm saying what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I talk about speed reading and I yeah. got through Bolzerian's book. I think I got through it before almost anyone. There might've been a few people, but I got through that book in two yeah. days. It's 490 something pages. And I took, I, I took notes on all 95 chapters. And my interview with him, again, I put it up against anybody. I have the most detailed interview anyone has ever done of Dan Bolzerian. Yeah. Um, so, so I want to pivot a little bit from mm-hmm. from that to when you talk about selling, right? This is a skill you learned. Yeah. So let's say someone has built a competency. How should they learn that skill to sell? And especially if they're not in a selling or, or competency in general for coaching. So if they're if they're competent at a skill and they're uh-huh. ready to sell that to a B two C model okay. to, to a client, how should they go acquire that client? You want a coaching B two C? Yeah, because they're business, right? Okay, so. Yeah. Oh, they're biz- okay. Yeah, yeah, correct. You're right. Um, so B two C coaching uh, is way more about feelings. B two B coaching or like enterprise. Uh, it's funny because I was talking to Neil about this. When you sell consulting to an enterprise, mm-hmm. they will gouge you. They will nickel and dime you. There's mm-hmm. a there's a, a sea of lawyers mm-hmm. that want to get every single thing in their favor. Being, if you, if you try to work with, I'm talking like fortune 500, Apple, Mm -hmm. Microsoft, Tesla, Mm -hmm. if you want to get to that level where you're, you're consulting or coaching with those people, you have to be perfect Mm -hmm. because they will, they will test you constantly to see if you're perfect. And if your competitor is 5% cheaper than you, they will take your competitor in two seconds. That's with enterprise. You have Uh to be perfect. That's why I learned from Neil Patel. When, uh, when it comes to B2C, unfortunately, this really sucks. Because it's really hard for me to say this, Billy, because you know the truth. Yeah. I actually follow through with more than I even admit to following through. Like, Mm -hmm. if you watch my ads, my program is actually better than my ads. Yeah. You don't see that in this space. That does not exist in this space. Mm -hmm. In this space, you see people borderline lying about how, what kind of returns they can get you or how they can get set up your Amazon FBA or how they can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or, or how much money you, the returns you can make from NFTs or any of that stuff, right? Yeah. Or come learn to sell solar with me, which solar is quickly getting saturated. Yeah. And, and in reality, if you look at the returns, they're not anywhere what they say they are. Mm-hmm. 
And with my program, it's actually better than I express. Like it's actually, like if you look at the client, I have a client who's four foot 11 and he's surrounded by women mm -hmm. all the time. Like, and so for me, while I'm telling you that, while I'm telling you my fulfillment, I would, I think my fulfillment is 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. My sales stuff is still more important. The way we market the, the program is still more important. And the, yeah. the reason why I know that is because I do one episode on Fresh and Fit and I've like doubled my revenue oh, wow. for, the, for the year. I get one, you know, tweet back from J Justin Waller and I make yeah. another 50K. Like it's, there's guys out there that just have huge audiences. And so is that, does that prove that my product is better? It doesn't, but yet I make more money. Yeah. So like the status, the like FOMO that's created in the status, the perceived status that people see actually has more to do with how much money I make than the the competency and the fulfillment. Because you trying to explain MOA is yeah. too, it's so, if somebody's watching us, you know, because you've been with me for, you know, yeah. two years or whatever. But the guys who are watching this, they don't know how good it is. And yeah. even though, though I'm saying it, I just sound like another shy, shyster charlatan. Yeah. Even though I have a free course you can watch and I have 30 fucking testimonials up there where you can look at everybody's Instagram. They, they, it's, they can't grasp it. So no matter how much I say how good the course is, it doesn't matter. But if I can show, but it's, it's it, what I'm trying to say is if I do one episode on Joe Rogan, that's more important than my fulfillment. Wow. And I still sp spent more time on fulfillment. Yeah. Because I do 11 hours a week. And that's for you, that's the right thing to do. Because you want to, yeah. as, as a U.S. military officer, having integrity is yeah. more important. Yeah. It really is having But what's more. selling actually is the fact that you're marketing it from a feelings perspective, right? Yeah, so so with B to with B to B, there's no feelings involved. Yeah, with B to C, you're you're going after vanity, guilt, and FOMO. Yes, you're hitting pain points, uh -huh. and it sounds manipulative because it is. But there's so many times where like you're using techniques to sell a guy into your program, but you know yeah. your program works. And did, was it a manipulative? No, because I helped the guy. Because in no. the end, it, I really yeah. did help the guy. Pain points are a really weird area because they're so effective, but you're not lying either. Yeah. When you hit pain points, that's real shit. Yeah. If I hit a pain point uh, and I use it to sell someone, that is real. Like none of what I said is a lie. Not even a little bit of lie. You say, well, it's a little bit manipulative. Well, it's manipulative if my program is a scam. If my program isn't a scam, like I, I'll tell you, like the same thing with my girlfriend, my girlfriend right now. She didn't, she was like, I like you so much that even if you're lying to me, I'm still going to give this a shot. Uh -huh. So she happened to get lucky because I'd never lied to her. Yeah. But she didn't know that. She's 21 years old. She doesn't yeah. know. She could have like accident. It was one of these things where like, I'm like, move in with me. This is going to work. And, but like, and I would say things be like, you know, to get her to move in. But at the same time, it wasn't a scam because she's actually, we're in a relationship together. We're coming up on a year and we're happy. So, so it was one of these things where it could, I could have been a scam artist, mm -hmm. but you just don't know. And mm -hmm. so that's where things get really weird because guys who are scam artists are making more money than me. Mm -hmm. That's where it gets super frustrating. Yeah. It's like my fulfillment is better, but they're scam artists and they're making more money than just me. Just because they're better sales. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Correct. So now you get into this weird place. Like, what are you willing to say? What are you yeah. willing to do? And then you can get like really fervent fans. If you start talking about vaccines and aliens. <laughs> yeah. You can, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe Biden is a lizard. Like you do that. Yeah. And there's a certain group of people that will now really buy your program. Yeah. Like they're real. Oh, he's, he understands. He's like us here in West, West in Kentucky. He gets yeah. what he gets. A, he, the common man, let's get rid of them foreigners. Like he get, you do that. And then there's a certain group of people that will, you, you're going to find the self-help community, especially yeah. for men is so hyper conservative, politically, super hyper conservative. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And so that, that whole thing makes it, it's really hard to be a politically progressive man and have a coaching program. It's, it's not easy. Uh-huh. It's not impossible, but it's not easy. Um, so yeah, man, that's kind of like Tony Robbins would be an example yeah. of politically progressive guy who has yeah. a coaching program, but like they're, they're for the most part, it's hard to do that now. Yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a weird place that we're in. So every day as a coach, you have to ask yourself, am I willing to become Skip Bayless and just uh-huh. basically say anything I got to say in order to generate views and leads so that I can make more money? Uh-huh. Or am I willing to work my ass off to be more competent? That, that would be the Andrew Huberman, Lex Friedman model. Yeah. Andrew Huberman and Lex Friedman are good because they're competent. Very competent. Yeah. Logan Paul is good because he's flamboyant. Yeah. So those are those are two different models there. Mm-hmm. Not not to say Logan Paul is a liar, although with that NFT thing he was lying apparently. Uh, but yeah, it's just you're you're always on that line. What? Mm-hmm. How far am I willing to go? I will tell you, like there are ways to play within the rules and still get people's attention. That is something I teach. Mm-hmm. Pre-selection is one of my favorite ways to do that. Um, and there are t- trends and. Like if you use trending music on Instagram, are you manipulating people? No. So, no. but oh man, I like that song. And then you yeah. you watch the video, like oh, I might buy this product. Is that yeah. manipulating people? I don't know. Like I don't know. You know what? What do you say there? Like all yeah. salesmen are liars, I guess. But I mean, it's just you're always on this cusp. And I, what what I love is that we finally got to the point with my company, with, like your sales team is always going to push you to just promise more because yeah. they don't care because they just want the sale. Yeah, they just want the commission. Once you get the commission, you can't claw back the commission, right? Uh, and then the fulfillment guys like me are like, Hey guys, let's not a hundred million dollars a year. Let's back up on that. Let's stop saying shit like that. Yeah. Guarantee this lifetime access that let's, can we slow <laughs> that down a little bit? Let's under promise and over deliver. Yeah. And you're just like living in this, this strange place. I will tell you this. It's easier for me to keep clients yeah. because I don't lie to them ever about yeah. anything. Yeah. So it's easier. I think I have an easier time keeping clients than some of these other people than gaining clients and it would be easier for me to gain clients if I had 600,000 subs on YouTube. Yeah. Because I went out there and said crazy because shit. Because you said crazy because shit. Because I said crazy shit that got me those wow. subs. So it's, you're just, again, I'm always on this teetering line. Yeah. All the things you see me say on my clips channel or on Instagram, on my stories or my reels, those, all those things I believe because I approve all of them. Mm-hmm. So I take responsibility for those. Um, so yeah, even the one where the girl said she was, the the guy the guy fucked a, a goat. That one was bad. That one I got. I had some people coming after me for that one. That was really bad. So Michael, one thing I want to ask more about your business. So mm-hmm. a coaching program, you you started it with without any money, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like you come from. I mean, of course you. We built, started the company with fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. How? Uh, I the studio that I filmed MOA in was it was eight hundred dollars to make, and uh, we did six and a half million dollars from that, just that first version of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's another thing. The belief that everything has to be perfect. The original MOA was filmed in 720, uh, 720 HD. Um, and I'm refilming it now. Mm-hmm. And it still did magnificently well because the information was great. There's a point where the market, you don't need the marketing anymore. Once they've gotten through like the first couple modules, you don't really need the marketing yeah. anymore. They're like, they're hooked. Because you sell you you sell them what they want, and you then you teach them what they need. Yeah. And this is a Alex Becker thing. Um, if you look at my ads, what do you see? Just gorgeous women. You'll notice a couple things about these women. They're never like it's never. There's no ass shaking in my videos. There's no lascivious bending over. None of that. Yeah. No girls grabbing their boobs. You'll never see that in my videos. What you will see is very attractive women looking classy, facing in towards me. Women touch me. I don't touch them. High compliance. High levels of compliance, and we don't say the word dating. 
I hope nobody steals this, but yes, that was the genius idea I came up with that really actually blew the company up is that we show a bunch of women showing me compliance. The thing is yeah. why no one can steal it is because yeah. no one has that much footage of them with all these women like I do. And yeah. so if you look at my ads, the thing that blows people away the most is that we didn't like film any of that. Like yeah. none of that, what I'm saying is none of that was filmed for an ad. 100% yeah. of that footage was just me living my life. Yeah. And none of it was set up. I was like, okay, guys, girls, okay, come over and touch me for the ad. None of that happened. Yeah. 0%. And so that's what made it great. And the other thing is because the bikini competition is at Wet Republic and I don't have specific um, permission from them, no footage from Wet Republic is in my ads, even though that's the best footage I have. Yeah. Even without that, the ads look yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Um, that was another thing that we figured out. I don't know how this is going to relate to a lot of other people, but for me, showing having attractive women or high status dudes showing me compliance, yeah, not having the photo where you're taking a photo with Tom Brady and he looks bored. He's like, like you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. or he's kind of turned away from you, yeah. like he's just getting you last second. You don't want those photos. Yeah. You want it was. It's better to have a photo with a, le a lesser celebrity showing you compliance, yeah. than a big celebrity walking away. Yeah. So that was another thing I learned. And then just like taking pictures with girls who have no interest in talking to you is just really bad. You want them yeah. to show you compliance. If you do that, it just has such a magnificent effect. Yeah. Such a magnificent effect. So Michael, you started with just $1,500. You built, you built the product on that, right? Yeah. It was initially, we put it on Kajabi and then we, we did, we managed the paid group through discord. And then there was a free part to the discord There's one disadvantage for school. They don't, you can't put pay and free in the same mm -hmm. school server. And then we switched over to school because Kajabi, we don't need two different platforms. Mm -hmm. You can actually, I can make a, I can make a post in school and then attach it to a module in the program. Mm -hmm. So I can, the, the two things coincide. We also have rankings in school. Like I'm the only colonel. We, mm -hmm. we, we, we rank, all of our ranks are named after military yeah. rank. And I'm the only colonel in, in the MOA paid side. I think that's correct. Yeah. I think I'm the only, the only six. Um, but that like we gamify it. So if you mm -hmm. participate more, you get higher levels of stuff. And then we give away free stuff once you get to like level four, level five, yeah. et cetera. And then when those guys get up there, then sometimes we offer them to become coaches. Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing. So initially we were doing a Kajabi and Discord and then we were doing about 200 grand a month. Yeah. And then now we're doing school and we do, you know, 550, somewhere in there. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. so, so on the business side, mm -hmm. right? You, if you're, your incremental cost, cost you, of the company for yeah. getting a client it's not that high. You have a customer acquisition cost, which would be the cost of the yeah. sales guys working and all that stuff. But have you thought about, you have a very high ticket program, right? It's in the thousands is the cost of the program. Have you thought about why won't you do a lower cost? Yeah, but it's it's already in the works. Um, so, you know, I said before, Bradley is what we, we do three reels a day because Bradley mm -hmm. does three reels a day, right? Mm -hmm. um, I do my networking because the same way that I do my networking the same way yeah. Dave Fleischman does his networking. So I can point to every single thing I do. Our ad spend comes from what we learned from Ty Lopez. Yeah. Everything I can do, I do, I point back to someone who kind of taught me that thing, mm -hmm. right? What was the thing you just asked me about? The, so uh, low ticket program. Yeah, low ticket. Yeah. So low ticket was, we just, we're just going to copy Hustle University and Andrew Tate. Wow. Uh, and so we, we've done an affiliate program. The, yeah. the low ticket program is for the affiliates. I don't, if you want to join my program for a hundred dollars, thank you. I appreciate it. We're, we're happy to have you. You're going to have a great time and we're going to have a wonderful program for you. Yeah. But the main reason I'm doing a low ticket program is to get my affiliates paid. I want to get them paid. I want people to be starving to be an affiliate for me. That's what's going to grow the brand exponentially. So, uh, -huh. uh let's just say we do a low ticket program. Let's say it's 200 bucks a month or something like that. Uh, in that case, we'd give 50 to 100% of the affiliate of the revenue back to the affiliate. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then the affiliate would create more affiliate accounts of men of action. Like moa.podcast right now, I think is a better YouTube channel than my YouTube channel. Oh, wow. Wait, there's a couple of TikToks that I think are better than my TikTok channel because uh-huh. my affiliates are killing it. Uh-huh. But my affiliates are having to sell a high ticket product. If they could sell a low ticket product on TikTok, they could make a lot more money. So we're starting a low ticket product specifically for that reason. Oh, wow. The difficulty is you have to have a, a different sales letter. You have to have a different funnel. There's yeah. a lot of backend stuff that you have to do that's different. But the good part is now once we have a couple thousand people in the low ticket offer, now outbound, so mm-hmm. my setters mm-hmm. have uh, more qualified leads. Yeah. But one of the biggest, uh, it's not just the cost per lead. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. It's the, it, you lose even more money when the lead is broke. Does that make sense? Yeah. You have a lead, you paid money for a lead and the lead, no, bless his heart, is from yeah. Lagos, Nigeria. And he can't afford your $6,000 program. Yeah. And he goes in there and he, he wastes my closer's time yeah. because my setter is new and he doesn't realize this guy doesn't need to be set. You yeah. just, you forgot to ask the right questions. Yeah. And he sits there and he wastes my closer's time. That's actually increased cost on the lead. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cost that's passed on to the next lead who next I actually end up selling. Yeah. Oh, another thing that I do that's really different. Um, Alex Ramosi was talking about this. He was going to have a program where they were going to do deep fakes of Alex Ramosi addressing each one of the clients uh-huh. individually. Uh-huh. We're not that big. I'll still do, I'll do a hundred a week if I have to. Whenever we have a, um, a sales guy, a closer, and he's having any kind of issue, I'll just like make a loom video yeah. and I'll address all of the points that the uh, client has, the potential client has, and I'll go through each one of them step by step and I'll address every one of them and I'll talk exactly how we fix it in MOA. It's really good. Um, and then sometimes we'll get those objections. I'll be like, no, this guy's not good for us. Uh-huh. We turn down a lot of people. Um, we, be, and the reason why is we really, because we have merchant accounts, just like everyone else, nobody wants refunds. The only time we've ever had refunds is when a guy was confused about the program. Mm-hmm. We've had this happen before where I go on the wrong podcast and then his clients are only interested in one thing. And then they come and do my program and they realize that one thing is still covered in my program, but it's 1% of my program. Yeah. And then they want a refund. And so it, we stop that. We quickly stop that from happening because refunds are really bad uh-huh. uh, for your, at your point of sale. It's really bad when you have to, you have a merchant account and you're having to do refunds. Uh-huh. They hold massive amounts of money against your account. So we wreck, you know, so we never want that to happen. And so how do we avoid that? We we're very specific. The setter actually, that starts with the setter. It actually starts with me. I need to market MOA properly, then the setter needs to figure out this guy has money. He doesn't have money. He's a good lead. He's a bad lead. Uh-huh. And it goes to the closer and then the closer should be able to close him. If the closer is having trouble, then the closer should message me and say, Michael, can you make a video for this one lead so he can watch it before I do my sales call with him? And then when we do that, that's when we get the laydowns. Got it. Makes Got sense? it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, so MOA is really growing like crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, if we, if we don't, if we're not, so 10 million yeah. is 833. Yeah. So if we don't do 833 by December, I'm going to be pretty upset. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so. By the way, we we could do 833 today and Mm -hmm. we need, we still need to talk to somebody about this. There's limits on what you can spend on Facebook. Uh Uh-huh. I think we're stuck at like less than a thousand a day. Uh Uh-huh. And we're doing 540. If we were allowed to just spend unlimited on Facebook. Someone's going to watch this and be like, and hit me up be like, dude, I've got accounts. I can get you. I've got a rep at Facebook. Hit me up, please. That's the thing. If you want to know what I'd like, I'd like a guy who can just turn the goddamn faucet on full blast on Facebook. That's the guy I need. Um, so for, for, from your perspective, that's the constraint to you. If we, if we, if we could do that, we'd have, we do a 33 yesterday. Yeah. Oh, you understand why I say a 33, 833,000 a month for 12 months is $10 million a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that correct? I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's why we want to do that number. And again, 
if me doing 833, I actually took less home per month, I'd be totally fine with that. Having a company that, that, that does eight figures, you'll never, I'm the CEO of a company that does eight figures. You can never take that away from me. Yeah. You can never, that is on the resume forever. Yeah. Okay. 21 million views on YouTube. You can never take that away from me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hitting up on half a million downloads on Spotify and uh, Apple. You'll never be uh -huh. able to take that away from me. And so you need to look at it like that when yeah. you're, when you're sitting there doing your program, your, your accomplishments, when you, uh, when you're able to do that, like, uh, Myron Gaines wrote a book, right? His book, mm -hmm. no matter what people say, Myron Gaines published a book. Yeah. You never take that away from him. Yeah. Right. You know, the title is controversial. Yeah. The title is very controversial. Uh, and then, you know, same situation with Rollo. He's written five books. Yeah. The same situation where, you know, I swore into the U S military. You can never take that away from me. Yeah. And for a lot of guys, you, you, I look at, you can look to those things for, to garner, to garner confidence. Yeah. You can never take some of these accomplishments away from you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The other thing is you'll notice that if I had a, if I had a choice between a hundred million dollars and a skill set to make a million a month, I'd take the skill set over a hundred million dollars, hundred million dollars. I, I sit there and I don't learn anything and my lifestyle changes dramatically because of what I know I can spend, mm -hmm. but my relationships from people with people don't get better. Mm -hmm. I'll have more relationships with people because they're going to want to hang out with me and I'll be tempted to use money in order to get better out of those relationships. But my, but I don't become a better person because you gave me a hundred million dollars. Yeah. If you give me a skill set yeah. where I can make a hundred million dollars eventually, but at the same time, make other people rich and teach people. And while I'm learning and I got to work all the time, I would take that. I know some people think I'm crazy, but I would take that. Yeah. I would definitely rather have, if you, if you ask people, would you rather have $500,000 now or a, a skill set that can make you 30 grand a month? Everyone would say, I'd rather have 500,000. Poor people say, I'd rather have 500,000. I would rather have the skill set to make 30 grand a month. And then, and the, the ultimate goal, remember I said the, the golden goose is the teach, the make money mm -hmm. category. The ultimate one for me is the work harder, make more money. That mm -hmm. is to me, there's nothing more gratifying than that. Mm -hmm. What I mean is, if I want a job where I know if I work harder, I make more money. Mm -hmm. If you work at McDonald's, that is not, you don't make more money. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can also work really hard as an attorney and not make more money. Mm -hmm. It's not scalable. It's not scalable. You're trading your time Correct. proportionally. I yeah. want the, the scalable work harder, make more money job. Mm -hmm. I'll take that over anything else. Mm -hmm. Once you have a guaranteed contract and you're LeBron James and you have a guaranteed contract from Nike and you have a guaranteed contract from the Lakers, mm -hmm. he doesn't, he, now granted, I'd rather be LeBron. LeBron's a billionaire. That's mm -hmm. not what I'm, it's a bad example, but LeBron's an extreme example of mm -hmm. where he can't work harder and make more money. Yeah. He can't make any more money from working harder. Yeah. But that's because he's at the top of his game. Yeah. For other people, when you have a job, a nine to five, a lot of times you can't work harder and make more money. You can get promoted and make more money. My pay scale, when I was in the U.S. military, I knew that on May 14th, 2004, I was going to be second lieutenant. May 14th, 2006, I was going to be a first lieutenant. And May 14th, 2008, I was going to be a captain. I knew from the day I swore in what yeah. those dates were and how much I would be paid. Yeah. So that's not, a, that's you in the military yeah. is not, is another example of not work harder and make yeah, more money. Yeah. So what you want though, what I think the ultimate goal is like you wake up every morning, you're just full of fucking fire yeah. is when you have the job that is scalable. And if I know I work twice as hard today, I'm going to make at least twice as much money. That is the shit. That is what you want. That's the one you want. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan, he was at some point because of his sponsorships. I heard at some point, I'm sure it's way more than now, but I remember when the, the reports came out, he was making $600,000 an episode. I'm sure he makes way more than wow. that now. 
but he was making 600,000 episode. Bro, how many episodes would you film if you were making, if you was like every day it was Black Rifle Coffee, fucking Squarespace, all, all the these time, places yeah. just cranking out. Each, you have six sponsors. Each one of them give you 50K per episode, yeah. bro. How much... How much mini episode? Bro, I'd be in this bitch sweating oh, my ass off. Yeah. I'd be on albuterol and fucking, I'd be taking clan, just sitting in here like, yeah, bro, set like seventh <laughs> fucking episode of the day. Like 600, yeah. bro, I'm gonna make 300, half million dollars a day. Yeah. I'd be doing this every day. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I work family. Well, yeah, it's another thing. Work life balance isn't real. It's no. not real. Uh, yeah. I have several friends that are billionaires. There is no work life balance. Yeah. You are going, find something you love to do. I never turn it off. Do you know when you go to a Brazilian steakhouse, they have the red thing in the green side? You know, you have this no, little panel. So no, if you go yeah. to Fogo de Chao, yeah. love Fogo de Chao. If you go to Fogo de Chao and, it's gr and you turn it to the green side, they keep bringing you meat. Uh huh. If you don't want any more meat, you turn it to the red side. Uh -huh. Got it? When you work from home, one of the problems is with your spouse or your girlfriend is because I'm laying in bed answering emails, she still thinks the green light is on, but uh -huh. it's red time because I'm at work. Yeah. And so she she's like, let's watch this movie together. And I'm like, I'm approving videos for... The upload. From yeah. her standpoint, she just sees me looking at Instagram videos and yeah. she's like, why are you looking at Instagram videos? Pay attention to me. And yeah. it's like, no, this is work. It's business, yeah. Right, but I don't, I, I literally, I, I was thinking about getting a headband and yeah. just putting on it, it says work. And yeah. so she could see it's work time. Yeah. Because that's one issue that you're going to have is that like when you work with your family, one thing I love is because like, I, I, I don't have an office. Yeah. Uh, Rick, Rich Sheffern told me about this. He has two houses and he works in the other house to get away from the family. Yeah. But more so, it's so that the family knows that it's work time. Yeah. I have that issue a lot of times because my, my clients live with me so yeah. often uh, that they don't understand the difference between work time and, and, and family yeah. time. But the thing, the other thing for me is it's never off. I'll literally take a shower and like we're about to go to bed and I will, I will answer 15 emails and then approve a bunch of stuff. I yeah. never turn it off. And I have, you know, like I just told you, I have 10 more of these I got to do. Yeah. And I never turn it off. Yeah. And I'm just excited because I can. You love it. But yeah. well, I can also tie money to this. Like, mm -hmm. It's not exactly one-to-one. -one. Yeah. Obviously, it's way more if I go Andy Frasilla's podcast than if I go on some guy who just started a podcast. Yeah. But, you know, when you do, when you understand these concepts, that is the holy grail. The holy yeah. grail is the scalable business where if I work more, I make more money. That is the shit. That is the thing you want. That is the old, he was like, because you were asking me before about uh, how to make money, how to invest money, et cetera, yeah. how to make money. That's 10 out of 10 to me. You start your own business. And in this business, if I work harder, I make more money. Yeah. The problem with sales is a lot of times if you got bad leads, you can work harder and you don't make no, more money. Yeah. And there's only one of you. Yeah. That's the issue with sales. When you have a video course, you can actually scale that. Yeah. But you can still work harder by going out and doing other platforms, making more organic content yeah. and then paying for ads. Make filming those ads, you can actually make more money, which is what yeah. I do. That's what the the reason why my job is a dream is one because I get to help people, and two because I know if I work harder, I get to make more money. That's awesome. Yeah, and I I also get to lead by example because my sales team and the other executives they they know like every day I'm putting in a new podcast I'm doing, and they're just blown like. My video team, hate. I know they hate me. I know you guys hate me. I apologize. They're probably watching this right now. They're like, fuck, bro. Because they're doing timestamps for this right <laughs> yeah, now. This, yeah. and, and they're like, how can he? This, this crazy. He did 18 hours of content this week. Yeah. How is this possible? Like, this is impossible. Yeah. Like, how can we keep up? Well, we've got to make clips of all this shit. Yeah. But then they get paid more. They yeah. get paid per clip. So they can actually have a scalable job where yeah. they can make more money if they yeah. work harder, right? So we're just in a real, really weird place. Like, yeah. Um, uh, Pearl Davis told me she does 30 shorts a day. You know, YouTube shorts, shorts wow. YouTube shorts or 60 second yeah. shorts. 30. She has a team that produces 30 wow. shorts a day. Now it's not on one channel. It's on several yeah. different channels that feed back in her channel. Yeah. 
And, but it's like, you just realize, man, if I just work harder, yeah. I can make more money. Yeah. Now, I do think in cases like hers, where she says, she says that we need to re repeal the 19th Amendment. It's a woman saying that women shouldn't have the right to vote. Yeah. I think for Pearl, if that's her opinion, that's fine. But 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 I, I don't agree. But but for Pearl, there's a ceiling to how far she can go. I yeah. think there is. And so that's why I though I choose to not go down those paths. Mm -hmm. That's why I choose to not. I'll debate the people on the extreme, yeah. but I'm always de debating from a point of moderacy. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So I went in a bunch of different directions here. Yeah. Oh, anyway, no, <laughs> no, going back to what you yeah. said, the investment, yeah. you invest in yourself. So you invest by finding mentors, you invest by books, yeah. audiobooks. I highly recommend audiobooks, podcasts, and YouTube videos that help you get to your goal. And then as far as investment is concerned, if I was going to say like the best way to make money and will include investment, the number 10, like, so this is 10 and this is yeah. a zero. Zero is like gambling. Yeah. Like yeah. The going out, literally yeah. going to playing blackjack. That's a zero. Yeah. Uh, going up here on uh, a 10, a 10 is start your own scalable business. That's a uh -huh. 10. Okay. Below 10, like say, uh, 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 like say an eight, an eight would be, um, uh, like a job that pays a lot of money. Yeah. So you're an attorney that makes 400,000 yeah. a year. That's still not bad, dude. Don't sit there and think I'm shitting on a guy yeah. who makes, if you make $400,000 a year, yeah. bro, you're paying a hundred thousand dollars a year in taxes. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, unless you have some really good lawyer with some, yeah. a ton of write-offs, you're paying a lot of money in taxes. Yeah. So I'm not shitting on that, but the thing is, there's a, a level of scalability you can't yes. get to unless you do like LegalZoom. Like that's yeah. why uh, uh, Shapiro was so genius. Yeah. LegalZoom was such a scalable business that he started. Yeah. Um, the guy from the, the OJ Simpson yeah, trial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's such a genius thing yeah. that he did. The LegalZoom thing. So, because it was scalable. Yeah. Now, that that's it. Now under that, right under that, I would say getting involved in real estate. I would actually put as a nine. Uh -huh. So getting involved in real estate, I would put it as a nine because of the tax benefits of real yeah. estate. I would put that over a high paying job. Tax benefits, I put because because of the tax. If you live in Puerto Rico, I'd flip those. Mm -hmm. Puerto Rico, I'd rather have the high paying job because mm -hmm. you're paying 4% federal income tax. Mm -hmm. In the regular US, especially if you live in a state that has state income tax, this, the income, regular income, I'm going to put it below real estate. Mm -hmm. In another place, I'm going to put it above real estate. In mm -hmm. Texas, it may be tied because mm -hmm. there's no state income tax or in Nevada. Mm -hmm. California, 100%. Having flipping real estate, like getting involved in real estate. What I mean by that is the the Robert Kiyosaki he talks about with Monopoly. Yeah, I'm gonna buy the the three small houses and then buy the one big hotel. That's what he does. So every year buying a new property to rent it out, I'm gonna put that as as a nine. Then an eight, like I said, would be yeah. the high paying job. High paying a job. seven is gonna be investments in other equities. So this is to me, I think you can make a lot of money. Uh, selling premium. Uh -huh. uh, you, obviously, I'm a big fan of that. I'm extremely biased when it comes to this. I have a buddy of mine who's a billionaire, Tom Sosnoff. He sold several brokerages. Um, and the way he's done it is from stock option selling. Mm -hmm. Stock option selling is an incredible way for you to become the lottery. Like, you're not buying a lottery ticket. You're actually the lotto. Mm -hmm. You're actually the state mm -hmm. that sells mm -hmm. the lottery tickets. You're not gambling at Blackjack. You're the house. You can, you can pick your own odds when it comes to selling stock options. Yeah. So I would put that uh, and regular equities, I would put that around like a, a six and a half or a seven. Okay. Crypto is going to be a four to me. And that's going to make a lot of really? people mad. Uh, because crypto, you're not providing value. That's uh -huh. the problem. With crypto, you're taking inordinate amounts of risk. Uh, and I think a lot of the bloom is off the rose now. Yeah. And once there's regulated option, this is something crypto guys never talk about this, but it is absolutely going to happen. Yeah. Once there's a regulated options market on cryptocurrency. And so in order for me to speculate, you're sure Bitcoin's going to go high. What do you do? I, I, I buy it. You buy Bitcoin. Do you yeah. see how simple that is? Yeah. You think Bitcoin's going to crash. What do you do? I sell it. You don't own any. What, what do you do? I will short. 
You short Bitcoin. Have you tried to short Bitcoin? No. It is a nightmare short Bitcoin. Uh-huh. It is incredibly expensive. And a lot of places won't let you do it. And with the crashes that happen, if you get squeezed out, you are dead in five seconds. So shorting crypto, ooh, that's hard. Yeah. Okay. I talked to Pantera. There was a, they're a crypto hedge fund. I was like, how do you guys take short positions? And like, oh, we can't. We can't take short positions. Okay. So it's not because it's not a regulated market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, they're just, yeah, they don't. Uh, in order to to have short positions, you need massive brokerages with tons of inventory in order mm-hmm. to pull that off. You can only do it with certain Bitcoin. You could do some shorts, but it's still going to be very expensive compared mm-hmm. to, say, shorting Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So the other thing you could do is you could buy puts or mm-hmm. you could sell calls, but there's not a liquid options market in crypto. Now, I know some people are going to watch this and be like, yes, there is. There's Ledger X. Yes, there mm-hmm. is. There's so-and-so. Look at the bid-ask spread on an SPY option which is one penny or three mm-hmm. pennies, then look at the bid-ask spread on Bitcoin on Ledger X, and it's like several dollars. Don't tell me there's a liquid options market for crypto. There is not. Mm-hmm. But when there is a liquid options market and it's regulated under the FTC, which is going to ha- happen, mm-hmm. once that happens, now what happens when you think crypto is going to crash, you don't have to short crypto anymore. Mm-hmm. You can just buy puts. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the volatility in crypto is going to go, go away. away yeah. And these outsized 4,000% returns are going to vanish forever. Yeah. And they're going to go into the, the, the options market. Yeah. That's why you really want to know why large indices don't have these massive moves. It's because there is an options market that yeah. large market makers and people like BlackRock, in order to hedge their positions, they can use options to hedge their position instead of getting into this buying and selling tug of war with the actual equity. Yeah. Some of you guys, what I said was super confusing. Uh, you go to uh, Tasty Trade actually has a course called Options 101 where yeah. you can learn about this stuff. Um, so I would put, I would say that crypto, I'd put it like a four. Yeah. And then when we get into three, we're getting heavy speculative. We're, we're doing sports betting. We're doing NFTs. Yeah. Um, you know, solar, I'm going to give it a five and a half. Uh-huh. Five. The only thing is if you had gotten into solar two years ago, I'd give that a 10. Yeah. But, but it's getting kind of saturated. And then, and then, like I said, zero is just straight up gambling. Straight up gambling. Straight up gambling. Where do you put? Because you talked about this. Where do you put? I think in. I think it's a hundred. Yeah. But investing in yourself to actually grow in the future. So that would be so the scalable business yeah. is the result of investing in yeah. yourself. So that's not a, as far as an income. Yeah. But as far as investing in yourself, I would invest in yourself even if you're not going to do it for money. Yeah. Like I read books for book's sake. I did not read Ready Player One because I was trying to make more money. Yeah. Ready Player One is one of the greatest fictional novels I've ever read in my entire life. It's fantastic. The Martian is an incredible fictional model. And Artemis uh, by Andy Weir is incredible. The, uh, the, all these books are phenomenal books. Uh-huh. I love it. I've read every single Tom Clancy. Well, okay. I'm maybe three behind. Yeah. But while Tom Clancy was alive, I read every single Jack Ryan novel. I think it was- oh, wow. 25, something like that. I've yeah. read every Vince Flynn novel. I've almost read every John Grisham novel and I've read every Lee Child novel. Yeah. I do that for my, those. that's fiction, bro. Oh, yeah. also uh, Elmore Leonard, uh, uh-huh. uh, Justified, the uh, Raylan Givens stuff. I read every single one of those novels. You might be saying, dude, what is, how does this help you with your, well, no, yeah. I want to read to read. Is that yeah. an investment in myself? Kind of, because my ability to remember these things, you know, from listening to audiobooks is actually a skill set, right? Yeah. Game of Thrones though doesn't make me money. And I've read all 11 books in that thing right? The five major books and then the, mm-hmm. uh, the conventions. Um, I would say invest in yourself. Like when I read spin selling, I, I wasn't intending on being a salesperson, but it's really important to know this stuff. I thought uh-huh. it was really good. Learn for the sake of learning. So when you say invest in yourself, I would say learn for the sake of learning because uh-huh. learning is a muscle. Like what um, uh, Peter F. Drucker talks about, different people have different abilities yeah. to be able to learn and uh, managing oneself. So what I would say is like whenever I listen to an audiobook or take notes at a speech, I'm, I'm exercising the learn muscle. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm learning about quantum mechanics, but I work in accounting. 
The thing is, the learned muscle is still the learned muscle. Mm -hmm. The learned muscle gets stronger even though you're not using it for the same thing. So, mm -hmm. so just, you know, if you consider, if I get really good, if I go from my bench press max from 185 to 400 pounds, am wow. I, am, am I? Those are Ryan numbers now. Uh, <laughs> but if I, but if I do that, yeah. is that bench press, can it help me if I get in a fight? Yes. Yeah. Can it help me if I get, play football? Yes. Can it help me if I play basketball? Yes. If it help me if I play rugby? Yes. Can it help me if I've got to pick up something? Yes. There's a bunch of things. My yeah. being, str being strong for strong sake is not just being strong to fight. Yeah. It's just being strong. Yeah. So being educated for education's sake, I think is the way to do it because you're exercising the learned muscle just like you're exercising the bench press muscles. Got the, it. You know, the, the triceps and the, yeah, and yeah. the pectorals. Yeah. So like uh, the delts. So, so that's what that's the way I would look at it as far as investment. The other thing I will tell you as far as investment is concerned is before, and that's crazy, I, Grant and Miguel are going to scream at me for saying this, but there's so much free stuff you can look at before you get to the point that you want to buy something for several yeah. thousand dollars. Yeah. But like, no, Michael, they need to just buy it now. And like the reality of the situation is I need you to fully trust. I want you to trust me before yeah. you buy my product. And there's so much of me talking and teaching out there for free that you can watch. Yeah. And I want you to, I want you to have 100% certainty before you buy my product. Yeah. That's why I have the free program on the free school yeah. server. So if guys don't want to just go to moamentoring.com and buy the program, they can go to the free school server, yeah. take the free program, look at the Instagram testimonials and look at the book list and be like, yes, this is, this is the group of men I want to be involved yeah. with. This is where I want to be. So, so Michael, that actually brings me to the last question I have an investment, yeah. which is there's a lot of free content. There's a lot of masterminds. There's a lot of programs like yours. Why do people, why doesn't everyone do this? And why do even the, some of the people who do it, yeah. they don't see it all the way through? Yes. So what happens a lot of times is they can't, they don't have the expertise that they think they have, right? So they'll, mm -hmm. they'll rent the Lambo and they'll, um, they'll get the fake watch and then they'll sell the course on how to make money, mm -hmm. but they don't know how to make money, but they'll, they'll connect you with other people that supposedly know how to make money. And then like, it's a house of cards until it finally falls apart. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, I would say that same thing with like pickup coaches who aren't really good with women, by the way, most pickup coaches are not good with women. Um, they eventually the long-term things sort of break down for them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's one of the issues. So the issue is the guy who's really good at fulfillment like he really, his product is what he says it is, but he's not good at sales. And the guy who's really good at sales, but doesn't really have good fulfillment. Yeah. You often see those two types. And that's why most people can't do this. And then you get into like really high level expertise. Like if you're selling a course on accounting, bro, you cannot fake that shit. Yeah. You cannot fake an accounting course yeah. that you have to be on your shit to do that. Yeah. Nobody's going to accept, you know what? Accounting is really about feeling good about yourself. Yeah. You want to be a great accountant. It's all about like trusting yourself <laughs> and just really having a ton of confidence. No, it's not. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Getting out of debt. You cannot fake that shit. Mm -hmm. You want to get out of debt. You better have a great course that gives good information. Like I have not taken Stephen Lau's course, mm -hmm. but credit, but I have a feeling mm -hmm. for him to make that much money. It's probably a really good course. Okay. Okay. If you want to get into like the macros and the fitness and how to build a gym, you, Wes Watson, you cannot fake that shit mm -hmm. because if you can't pull it off or if it doesn't seem viable after watching it, one of the things for me is I'll have a non-believer and then he mm -hmm. goes through the first four steps of the course and he's like, oh, oh, I just have to create situations yeah. where I'm around seven girls for every guy. Of course, this totally makes sense. My bad. I'm sorry for being such a hater. Now I understand why MOA works so well. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing. You, you can fake it till you make it, but then eventually you have to offer something. Mm -hmm. And if you, what you offer, you can't back it up, then you're just screwed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of guys don't make it in this industry for very long. What about the customers, the consumers? Like there's a lot of people who don't see it all the way through. 
Like they get oh, in. Oh yeah, that's they, yeah. terrible, bro. It's like 15% of people who buy these courses finish them. 15%. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? Because someone watching who's interested in- It's just, they, they want something for nothing. I, I So we have a saying in MOA, MO, there is no shortcut in MOA. MOA is the shortcut. It's really hard for a lot of people to hear that. Mm -hmm. Like Michael, my, my first call, I always anticipate this. And I even say, that when you take my course, when you buy the course, one of the first- um, one of the first videos you're going to see is called how to use this course mm -hmm. completely stolen from Alex Becker. And, um, and in the thing I say, one of the questions you're going to ask me is Michael, what's the fastest way for me to get through this course? Mm -hmm. And my answer is there is no shortcut in MOA. MOA is the shortcut. Mm -hmm. And, and so that is the issue is that there's two problems that my clients ever have. The, the, if the, my clients fix this problem, they'd all get 100% results 100% of the time. And these are the two main things I have to work on. Number one, they don't give themselves permission. And number two, they don't follow directions. Mm -hmm. So if you follow directions in order, yeah. you get the best results. And if you give yourself permission, remember you live in a country where your president fucked a porn star and he's still good. Like he's about to run again and he's still yeah. a billionaire. Yeah. Then you need to stop worrying about posting this meme mm -hmm. or, or fixing your Instagram or building this list or inviting these girls. Mm -hmm. If you do that, then you give yourself permission and then you have the, the, the success that we say that people are supposed to have. But there's this part of people that where they want to, it's really, it's, this is really insidious, especially when it comes to the e-com mm -hmm. universe. The e-com universe is push a button, make money, push a mm -hmm. button, make money, push bu these buttons, program this, make money. Money mm -hmm. comes up because I keep pushing a button and there's no nuance to it. Now, obviously there is some nuance, right? You have to have relationships with vendors or whatever, but um, in our program, it doesn't work that way because you have to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. Billy, if you were to say like how you, how comfortable you are, if I put you in a room with 10 stunning women before you joined MOA before, because uh, to now is, was there a shortcut for that? No, no, you had, I, I, you had sets to keep, reps. it's sets and reps. And so it's hard. So if you want to ask, answer the question, the question is guys who don't want to do sets and reps, mm -hmm. they're going to have some trouble. Mm -hmm. And so they, they want something for nothing, which mm -hmm. by the way, self-help is full of something for nothing. Mm -hmm. People sell something from nothing. People want to buy something for nothing. What I mean is these three steps to making $100,000 a month and yeah. it's like requires no work. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean by something for nothing. Yeah. Um, everyone's selling something for nothing. Everyone's buying something for nothing. So that's easy. But the, the problem is when you sell something for nothing, eventually you end up with nothing because nobody wants to keep buying your program. There's no real value proposition. Yeah. There's no, there's no one who's left. Like when I think about the very first guys I had, like Musab, right? Yeah. Uh, was uh, Mohit the first, the very, my very first clients, right? We, dude, I still talk to those dudes all the time. Yeah. Some like, some, like they're, they're, every time I see them, they're like, dude, MOA changed my life. Thank you so much. Yeah. How am I able to do that if I didn't pull off what I said? And here's the crazy thing with Masab yeah. and Mohit there was no course. Yeah. They didn't even take the course. I was just doing one on ones with them before I'd filmed the course yeah. and their lives have changed. Yeah. So it's, it's really hard uh, when you see that kind of, when that kind of thing, you know, what, can you can you back up what you say your offer is? Yeah. And then you have the whole thing with the $100 million offer with Alex Ramosi. We're getting to a point now where when I talk to guys who are more successful than me, they always tell me the same thing. What do you think it is? They learn from someone who's more successful. For sure. But like when they look at my business, they're like, well, what's a thing I could do to make more money very quickly? Anybody? You, you, Sell. No. What do you think? We talked no. about it before with the something, something mastermind with Dan Fleischman and- Network and, more. No, it's raise yeah. your prices. Or raise like your drastically yeah. raise yeah. your prices, yeah. right? Yeah. That's they all say that just raise your yeah, prices, yeah. right? And and uh, Neil Patel was like, you need to have a fifty thousand dollar offer. I don't have a fifty thousand dollar. My yeah. my highest offer is like twenty k. Uh, and a lot of people are watching this right now. I was like, well, your highest offer is twenty k. 
The reason why my highest offer is 20K, and I don't care how stupid you think this sounds, is because if we're going to do a 50K offer, yeah. we need to feel like it's worth 50K. I <laughs> promise you, people buy 50K offers all the time, and they don't feel like it's 50K. And often, what I hear is guys sell 50K offers. Adam Lyons was talking about this. He sold a 50K offer that he just made up on the spot. Uh-huh. Because the guy goes, yeah, yeah, I hear about this. What do you have for 50K? He had a client, a super rich client. He goes, what do you have for 50K? He just made up a 50K offer. Uh-huh. Now, I love that, that he was able to pull that off. And yeah. Adam offers a lot of value, but I would rather have a 50K offer than when a guy takes it. I'm at no way concerned yeah. that, man, that's a lot of money. I want to feel yeah. like, man, that guy's getting a lot of value. Getting a lot of value. And yeah. so that's a whole nother funnel we got to create. Yeah. So the question is, do I go for the 50K or do I make the low ticket offer? To me, the low ticket offer makes money, but it also builds the brand. Well, so I'm going go to so I'm gonna go with the low ticket offer first. Yeah, makes again, sense. I know I'm going to have some people criticizing that and being like, no, yeah. you, you just raise, raise your prices. And eventually what will happen is that MOA course is going to yeah. be on the free side. Or not free side, but it'll be like a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. And then um, I mean, we're talking years down the line. Yeah. And then we'll, and then what'll happen is the, the, this access to me will be 50K. That makes sense. Yeah. Because you're the main constraint in scaling to like a low ticket offer. Well, Time access to you is the main constraint. Well, yes, but, but not, not necessarily because we do the Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. We can do Zoom webinars with hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. We're, but for those of you who don't know, we're doing Zoom calls. We're not doing webinars yet mm -hmm. because frequently we have rooms with a hundred people. At 100 people, you can still do a call. Once you get above 100, you got to switch to a webinar and it's a different kind of Zoom call mm -hmm. that you can do. Uh, I mean, I'll still probably do it, but I can't like mass unmute people with yeah. stuff like that like you can with a, with a yeah. Zoom call. So I like the Zoom call format, but that that does make it scalable. Okay. Yeah, it's still scalable for me. Okay. I can do a, I can do a webinar on Zoom with 10,000 people. Yeah. So last component, Michael, yeah. and that's charity. And you do a lot of charity work yeah. from hosting Babes in Toyland yeah. to Foster Friday Foundation mm -hmm. to the cats you've, uh, that you've adopted. Uh, why is charity so important to you? So I'm going to give you the, the hairless murder APAC answer. Okay. Because humans, one of the biggest problems that humans have is being able to suss out very evil people. Uh -huh. And I say very evil people. What I mean is cluster B personality disorders. Uh -huh. I mean like sociopaths, uh -huh. narcissists. How do I suss those people out? And one thing that I found that is not completely effective, but very effective is charity events. When you consistently associate yourself with people who go to charity events, people who are, who are sociopaths have a hard time going to those after a while because you're supposed to do something and receive nothing. Mm -hmm. Sociopaths don't like that. You remember what I told you about, uh, what I told you about Ryan, or no, Ryan Suman, what I told you about Dan Fleischman, mm -hmm. how does Dan Fleischman, how does his network keep growing? He does things for other people. He asks for nothing in return. Mm -hmm. A sociopath can't do that. Sociopath needs more. They need to do nothing and mm -hmm. ask for something in return. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. uh, a charity event is the example of I'm doing something and asking for nothing in return. Mm -hmm. And so what I found is that over the period of time, you might get a sociopath that'll come to one babes in Toyland, but they're not going to come to like six. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I found that having a, a group of friends based around charity, I find they're not always the smartest people, uh -huh. but they tend to be of higher integrity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also, having empathy for animals, troops overseas, battered women, or homeless children means you have empathy, period, which also means you're probably not a sociopath. Okay? Yeah. That's probably not the answer people were expecting to hear. Yeah. The other answer is, me, I can sleep better at night when I realized there's 70 million homeless animals in this country, that's horrible. That's horrible that we still are doing that. And we can do so much to change that. 
And if I can get Emily Sears or Lindsay Palis to come to my event, that's another 100K I could raise for, for these animals yeah. to, to have a better life. That's incredibly, that's so amazing. These women, whenever I look at the, like the really big influencers, they have superpowers. Now, I know a lot of guys are out there like, these girls are 304s and they're ruining the world with their OnlyFans. I'm like, okay, if that's what you believe, that's fine. Yeah. But in the interim, while they're ruining the world, I want to use them to raise money for charity. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a breast uh, uh, breast cancer awareness thing on October 15th for Babes in Toyland. Smash Global is anti-bullying. Model Citizen Fund is backpacks for homeless people. That is one of the most practical things. That's also Dan Fleischman. Mm -hmm. He does it for his birthday. That's in September. Um, that's invite only, by the way. Mm -hmm. That's in. That's a hard ticket. That's Playboy, le Playboy Mansion level hard ticket to mm -hmm. get right there. Uh, and then there's, um, uh, there's Babes in Toyland, which is uh, troops overseas, Mm -hmm. animals and a ch a homeless children at the midnight mission. Then there's foster Friday foundation, which is homeless animals in Clark County. Uh, and then there's the charities we support was so each one of those events, except for foster Friday, no, foster Friday is like this too. The charities that I just told you, they're mm -hmm. galas where people come and donate money. And then those galas then give money to the charities. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Charities generally don't throw their own galas. Mm -hmm. Like there's not like, I've never been to an S SBCA gala before. There might be one. Uh -huh. What I do though, is go to foster Friday foundation that donates to SBCA. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I don't like Monday, mon um, uh, the, uh, midnight mission in Los Angeles. They don't, have their own gala. I don't think maybe they do. I've never been to it, but babes in Toyland donates all the toys mm -hmm. for them. Make sense. Yeah. So that's what I do. Um, there's numerous ones. There's more than I've even mentioned. There's probably, you mentioned, dude, I had forgotten about foster fighter foundation. Yeah. until You just brought it up. I do that every year. I'm the host for that. What I do is not only do I donate money, but I use the superpower I have of getting influencers to show up. These are both athletes, celebrities, people with high net worth and beautiful women. Yeah to show up to these events. And then I offer also offer to MC the event and I offer to film it. That's what I do for every one of these charities. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that was Michael Sartain. Michael, where can we find you? Uh, Instagram on Michael Sartain is probably the easiest thing. And every platform, even LinkedIn, Twitter, um, uh, Threads, all these different places, you can find me a Snapchat at just Michael Sartain, except for TikTok. TikTok is Michael Sartain podcast. Uh, TikTok's a little bit more stingy when it comes to stuff. But yeah, you can find me in any of those places. But here's the thing. Anyone who's watching this, there's no excuse for you not to be in the free school server. Just message me on Instagram. I'm going to send you a link to our free school server. When you go in there, you're going to see access to our Instagram testimonials. What I mean by Instagram testimonials is these are perfect Instagrams mm -hmm. for building your business or meeting women or networking or whatever. These are the Instagram, the way Instagrams are supposed to work. We put 30, we have hundreds of them, but we just chose these 30 because these guys gave us permission for us to share them. Some like, for instance, some guys like work for the military or whatever. They don't want us to, to share that. Um, so that's the, the first thing. The second thing is going to be the schedule for all the podcasts coming up and all mm -hmm. the, in the events that we're doing. Uh, we've got three events coming up next week. Mm -hmm in real life events where I get to meet the clients. And then um, and then also the book list. And then finally, the most important thing, all of you should do this is the first four steps of MOA. It's a free course uh, that we give away in the school server. So just hit me up on Instagram and you can go check out the school server for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michael. Thanks for sharing your journey in MOA from zero to 500,000 per month. Yes, for That's sure, amazing. man. I appreciate it. Yeah.